Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems around the world adopt technology with me, Tiasha Zaitz. For new ideas and solutions to reach the market, startup founders need to find the right partners that are willing to listen to them and take their ideas one step further. Established in 2015, the Health Innovation Hub and Holding provides years of expert knowledge in innovation pathways, paving the way for better healthcare and a sustainable healthcare industry. This European organization, better known under the name Innovation in Health, has many programs in its portfolio and you can check all of them by visiting the link in the show notes. Today, we'll talk about two programs. Startups meet pharma and startups meet healthcare providers. The speakers you will hear from are Hannes Toivanen, lead for global digital ecosystem engagement at Takeda, and Jesus Geronimo, director of new digital services and products at Sanitas and Bupa Ela. Jesus and Hannes talked about how pharma, insurance companies, and healthcare providers work with startups what makes a successful partnership, and why their organizations took part in the Innovation in Health programs. Enjoy the show and do subscribe to the podcast to be notified about new episodes automatically. Additionally, do check out our newsletter. It's published on a monthly basis and includes summaries of the topics covered in the past month. Now let's dive into today's discussion. Hannes and Jesus, uh, thank you for joining this discussion about how is the pharmaceutical industry and how is the insurance industry approaching innovation and the collaboration with startups. So perhaps just as a warm-up question, how would you describe innovation in each of your industries and how do you observe that the whole innovation process is evolving? Where do startups fit into this? Maybe, Hannes, you can start. Yes, thank you, Chazan, and thanks, thanks for having me here today. So in the pharmaceutical industry, DNA is in our, it's in our DNA innovation, and it's really the foundation of what we do. Pharmaceutical industry is all about literally tackling the challenge of cancer, tackling the diseases and our health problems. Takeda takes a lot of pride of being highly innovative as a distinction of not just being innovative. It's, so we're really... I would say bunch of innovators and entrepreneurs are people who at one hand really think about how can we advance science and how can we translate that science into new medicines and address the health challenges that humankind is addressing. Other parts in Takeda, people really thinking about how can we deliver those things and therapies to patients? How can we make these therapies accessible for people? And that's really also a lot of innovation in manufacturing, in supply, and today also in digital health, to think how can we change the models, how people access and actually consume healthcare and have healthy health lives. So innovation is all around pharmaceutical industry. And I would even add to that, it's very dynamic. If you go and look, we're launching new products all the time. It's a really 
very tiring by so much innovation all the time. So it's very dynamic. Where do startups fit into your story? How do you see startups at the moment? There's plenty of ideas how startups relate to the pharmaceutical industry, either with digital apps that support patients in taking medications as prescribed, either with digital therapeutics that can even, in some cases, reduce the use of medications. So how do you see startups, especially when it comes to the digital part of the innovation? I think, first of all, given, you know, what I said before, how important innovation is for us. So we really just, we love entrepreneurial spirit and we love innovators. We just want to encourage those people. But in some sense, the pharmaceutical industries really invented the big corporation start operation since the recombinant DNA since 1970. So if you look where the new molecules come, they usually come from, you know, startups. And now in the digital health space, we have actually in some way fallen a little bit behind of the tech industry. So startups, we really look in the digital and technology space in startups. How can we actually, you know, go better beyond the pill? We have in some way the machine creating molecules is really great. But how do we actually make those molecules accessible? How do we deliver the change in the healthcare? How do we provide new approaches in the healthcare? There we really need to partner with startups, but not only with startups, actually also with our patients, with hospitals, with insurances. It's not one-on-one. I think the future of healthcare is really a question of how different actors across the spectrum of payers and patients and providers and the pharma industry come together to invent and innovate new ways of delivering better care for the patients. So startups play a very important role in this setup. And none of us can do it alone and should do it alone. Startups are really fundamental for our approach. Jesus, I think this is a great cue for you. As Hannes mentioned, it's not just about solutions. It's also how do they reach the patients and how insurance companies and doctors, clinics, hospitals work with them. Similar question for you. Sanitas is a health insurance company in Spain, giving its clients access to 100 private clinics around the country. What's your thought about where does innovation fall in your organization? Actually, innovation has been a part of everything we do for many years now. I think that we have always distinguished ourselves because of the use of technology. Probably that's one of the main features that I feel that we have already had in the market. And, and, and one thing to list, list to the other, probably, this means that since we've been using technology for years, we've been like very open to new, to new ideas. I always say that technology is the Trojan horse for innovation. What I would say is that for many years, we have been doing this. It's also true that in 2016, we went into the digital health space because we launched our own video consultation project, which at the moment was Nothing more and nothing less than the consultation project, which wasn't quite obvious by 2016 standards. And that generated probably a very important movement towards digital health. Because once we set up the video consultation operation, we realized that there were many other things around video consultations that we could do in order to provide, let's say, remote attention to our patients. And that triggered a whole lot of processes in which we are still working today. So that's probably the best explanation of what we've been doing these years, yeah.
I would uh, stay with that a little bit. Prevention, uh, to which extent do you see that innovation has changed the way you do things and the way that you see patients as customers so far. You're the head of new digital services and products at Sanitas. And when we talk about prevention, the challenge with it is that it's very difficult to a degree to measure. How do you know what you prevented if that thing hasn't happened yet? And that sometimes also makes it very difficult for startups to support their claims about their efficacy. What are your experiences in that regard with startups or what kind of startups are you looking at in the first place? I always like to say that I think that innovation has unleashed uh, the, the possibilities for prevention. I think that the way the whole system was built up to couple of years. It was like very based around condition rather than uh, around prevention. But nowadays, because of because of technology, we are able to be much, much closer to the customer life. And mind you, I'm, I'm talking about customer, not about patient, because uh, one thing that we have found along the way is that the closer we are to our, let's put it this way, uh, healthy patients, the better for their future. One of the main drivers of our whole, uh, our whole transformation is how do we approach healthy customers and try to keep them healthy by creating and promoting healthy lifestyles and healthy choices, which, by the way, also are the most sustainable. So it serves two purposes. To be honest, one is, is, is your individual health, but also the global health of the world. We have been getting used to working with startups in this because there are many startups working in like different niches within the whole with within the whole space and we have gotten used to integrate startups functionality along the way especially to make this goal closer to us which is to being closer to customers so the way of a startup, the kind of a startup that we like to work with is startups which are willing to integrate with others. That's very important for us because we always conceive our, our, our system, our ecosystem as the center of the customer space. So we need all the startups to be able to integrate within our own, to our own pathways. And once we set up that, all bets are off, meaning that we are willing to work with any kind of a startup that might add value to our pathway for our customers. Hannes, I'm sure you have a lot to say about that here. Uh, if someone in the pharmaceutical industry that needs a lot of data, the requirements are high in that sense when it comes to the approvals of the medications. And the big topic at the moment now is the secondary use of data. So how can we repurpose medical information about patients for additional research, additional solutions? Is there anything that you would like to comment on what Jesus said and how that the focus on data is shaping how you assess startups that you come in contact with. Yeah, so I agree, data is really the fuel of innovation in our industry. Takeda is a, is a, takes a pride of being a global leader in rare diseases. So we have a lot of, it's not all the same. And if you look, for example, rare disease patients, this might be populations where we have a patient one in 100,000 or maybe even one in million in ultra rare diseases. Countries don't have the data to create algorithms or machine learning for these patients. So we really need to figure out ways, for example, how do we create machine solutions for rare disease patients? We need to think new approaches. What we have today is the data is siloed. 
and big pockets of the society or the population can enjoy the benefits what we today celebrate as AI revolution. But there are also big pockets of health where we cannot do anything. So we need to do a lot of rethinking around data, how to access it, how to create trusted research environments. But I think in that sense, Europe is really now catching up. I think we have a great initiative with the European Commission, with the AIT Health and Elsewhere. I hope you're enjoying the discussion with our speakers, which we will return to after a few words about today's sponsor. This episode is supported by EIT Health Germany Switzerland, which is one of the eight knowledge and innovation communities currently funded by the European Institute of Innovation and Technology. EIT Health Germany Switzerland connects 150 renowned partners from industry, research and education from Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Find out more by going to eit-health.de That's eit-health.de where you will find more about innovation, acceleration and education programs. Now let's return to today's discussion. Sanitas and Takeda both participated in the innovation in health programs for Takeda Startups Meet Pharma program and for Sanitas, it was Startups Meet Healthcare Providers program. So we already discussed the interest in startups and the focus on uh, data and innovation uh, uh, you have. So perhaps we can start with you, Jesus. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about, so what were the main reasons for you, so for Sanitas, to join the Startups Meet Healthcare Providers program? We have heard about the program before. And let me say that it looked very good <laughs> from the beginning. So we were curious about it. And at the same time, we had a challenge that we didn't quite know how to resolve. It set up the scene for us to join the startups, meet healthcare providers. In our case, for many years now, we have also an operation around wearables, around, uh, yes, wearables, IoT. And so. But in the last couple of years, we have launched a program for healthy, like I was saying, for healthy customers uh, using mass market wearables, the likes of Fitbit and Samsung and Apple Watch and, and so on, and Garmin and that. So via that program, we have generated a lot of, we, we do have a lot of information from customers in terms of their sleep and activity, stress and so on. So we wanted to, you know, being, we wanted to be able to collaborate with the startups in order to make some sense, hopefully, of those data, not only make sense of those data, but also to find the hidden connections, if you will, existing within those data itself and also link those data to other sources of data to have a more comprehensive and holistic view of the customer. So that's the challenge that we, we learned for the program. And uh, what was the result? What kind of so companies did you come across? What was the experience with the program like compared to how you tried to find startups and solutions before? Well, I, 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 we have already worked with startups from all over the world. We have a great relationship with a startup from Canada and we have another interesting relationship with a startup from the Netherlands. So we are used to that. But to be honest, uh, sometimes it's like very difficult to reach startups um, that, uh, that work farther than the frontiers of Spain. So one of probably of the main advantages of going into the program is that you cover the whole European space. That's important for us, for us, that kind of diversity for two things, obviously, because there are many interesting proposals that we were not aware of. 
and also like to have diversity within our thought processes and the contact with all those startups which might not be working in the same system we are. It happens that uh, each European country has a different health system. They, they are all similar, but all different. So it was very uh, enriching for my team and hopefully also for the startups to get together and discuss uh, the health system in itself. And then actually uh, via the program, I think we contacted 30 seven startups or something around those lines. We found some proposals that were not exactly aligned with the challenge that we were launching, but were still interesting. As I said before, we have open eyes and ears for any proposal that might come. So that was also handy. And in the end, when the program finished, we also worked with a couple of the startups we have met. All together, it was a very good experience for us. Yes, I think that from the general offer that we got from EIT, we had 37 startups that we liked. It was 35, 37 around those lines. All those proposals were reviewed by my team. And out of those 35, specifically for the challenge, we kept, I think it was six or eight, something around those lines. And out of those seven or eight, we decided that the three were worth continuing the process. This doesn't mean that the other were not interested in startups, but for the specific challenge we were working on, those three were the most fit for purpose. And again, we organized, which I think it was one of the yeah, one of the best days of the year. We brought the startups to Madrid and they came to the central building and we shared a whole day and, and a dinner, by the way, with the three startups to discuss the details of the challenge and so on. And out of that process, there are still two startups working with us. They are already, they are still working with us and we are doing projects with them. So I think, to be honest, I think the program was successful both for the startup side, but also for ourselves. So if I understood you correctly, you're still working very closely with two startups, but you yes. are continuing the collaboration with a larger group of companies that opportunity might come yeah. We are not collaborating as of now, but we will be contacting them again. Uh, only to have met all those startups and to know what they're doing and so it was a very big value for us. So it was very worth it to participate in a round, to be honest. Thank you. Hannes, uh, the same question for you. So how did Stakida learn about the program? What were the reasons for innovation? Um, I know that uh, pharmaceutical companies do participate in various programs. Why this one and how is it different? I think really one of the things why we decided to join is there's layers of reason. One of them is that thriving innovation ecosystems are really based on, on, on people knowing each other and sharing, you know, that we work together. So one of the prime objectives for us too is just, let's just meet new people. Let's meet and greet, let them know what is Takeda and I know who you are. It's without these interactions and free range of ideas, we don't have thriving innovation ecosystems. So that's one of the things we want to support the health innovation ecosystem in Europe. But secondly, the startup needs a pharma program and innovation challenges in general. This allow us to say, what are our strategic priorities right now? We are thinking about this problem, please help us on. Takeda is a it's relatively big company, 80 countries, 55,000 employees. We work on a lot of things all the time and we have a great people to approach us. And then we say, it's great, but timing is everything. And we are right now not working on this problem. So the challenges allow us to work on the timing, which is really important in business. You meet the client or your partner in the right time. And that's really what startups meet the pharma program. 
and innovation challenges allow us. They allow us to tell, these are the issues we are working on. We're thinking about this. Can you please collaborate with us? And if you have great ideas, maybe we can even do co-creation or even business together. So that's the main thing. And all the, finally, also, you know, Europe is a really important part of Takeda's global innovation ecosystem. And I think flagship programs like Startup Meets a Pharma, they also need support. And we're really happy to be friends with a program like that because nobody can do this alone, especially in the future. We need to find ways how we do things more together towards co-creation. You basically had two benefits out of this participation. On the one hand, you were able to rethink your priorities. And also at the same time, give startups an insight into what the market really needs, because we still see too often interesting solutions, but they're not really addressing real problems. They're more looking for problems. Yes, that's, that, that's correct. And, and I would even add to that really, again, what I said before about the rare diseases. So we often see when we say it rare diseases, people think that, okay, it doesn't concern me. It's a real but rare disease is actually very common. One in seven people has a rare disease. They are very much are out. So one of the objectives for us is also to foster interest in the startup and innovation community to think about the challenges the rare disease community is facing. So we are, it's not only about the needs of Takeda or our patients. It's also about fostering awareness of this group with high unmet needs and asking the creative, in, innovative and entrepreneurial people to think about their problems. It's a big part of our agenda. Uh, Jesus uh, was very specific earlier in terms of how their funnel looked like uh, of startups that they met to the startups that they actually ended up working with. Do you perhaps have any insights like that as well? How did startups in the end fit into working with Takeda? The way we work, we've been putting those companies together with our teams. I think from the batch, some of them we knew already before. It's a long process to really be attached into the healthcare system. So it really... What we work with those companies is to try to see where's the opening. I would say some of the most interesting companies that we found in this challenge, we had actually already worked on before, but now we found new areas to work together in terms of therapy areas, but also geographical locations. And it's always a case by case. We, I don't personally, and I don't think we as a company believe that there's a one size fits everybody when you do partnerships. So every time you look at how does this partnership, how this project that we're setting up is going to serve the patients, how we're going to do this into a business. So we are currently in negotiate the deal. You start looking where it can get going and then you start building that relationship. I think we are on a good path after this challenge that we did together with Upmeet, Meet Pharma. Jesus, uh, I mentioned in the beginning that Sanitas uh, offers its clients access to 100 private clinics in Spain. And for startups, what does that mean for them? Do you ever connect them to clinicians from these clinics? Or did you, when you look at startups, do you mostly focus on the... Yeah, we try to connect them. This is a very, let's say, clinical project. So uh, there is no other way than to be very connected with the clinicians. So they are working with some of our clinicians. They are working with, we do have a department which is called Health Promotion Service, which is a platform made of doctors and nurses and, and nutritionists and, and physical trainers and so on. They are in touch. They are in touch with that, with that platform. And what we are trying to create alongside with them is like a three kind, it's a kind of three party 
three-party project because uh, there is uh, there is the startup, there is the doctor side, let's put it that way, and there is obviously my department who is the enabler, if you will, of the whole thing. But uh, but the contact with them is like very direct. Hannes, uh, I have one more question for you. Last year in Helsinki, you participated in a reverse pitching event where pharma companies pitched to startups to just let them know what their value position was. So how did you pitch? Yeah, that was a great exercise. And actually, we sat down with our friends in Helsinki and said we should do it the other way around. And it was great because lots of the other pharma companies also joined that pitch. I think the most important message that we want to really send is that we love innovation. We love entrepreneurship. We want to encourage that. I think collaboration always starts from shared values, putting the patient first, caring for science, those things. But then the other part for Takeda Spot being very precise, we look for solutions that can help our patients. And if that works, we will bring in our expertise across the therapeutic areas to improve your product, improve your your idea, whether you're early stage company or a later stage company. And that's very important to remember that in many areas, Takeda works globally on those therapy areas. We have the world leading minds understanding the needs and what we can do next there. And we bring those people to work with your company. It's an enormous resource that almost money cannot buy. We plug you into our ecosystem. We know the doctors and researchers in those fields, and we can connect you with them and or with their clinicians to improve your product when you build it. Or we can connect you with our resources of AI and machine learning development. We are here to do co-creation together. And then we have the whole spectrum of working together, creating a product together, or maybe introducing and validating that, bringing it through the regulation our pathway, making sure you have a path to the market. And maybe we can even do business together, having a, some sort of an arrangement. So it's a really big spectrum. The way we see that we want to be your coach and partner in innovation. And once that pans out, also with your business to be your growth partner when you go forward. It's really great when startups succeed in securing a partnership and collaboration with, with large organizations such as your Takeda or Sanitas. But there's also a lot of startups that unfortunately are not suitable for partnerships. So from that perspective, what would your advice be? to startups when they're looking at programs such as startups meet pharma or startups meet healthcare providers or trying to reach out to you directly. Uh, Jesus, perhaps you want to start? Yeah, I always say I'm very humble to give advice to startups because I think being an entrepreneur is very admirable. So if I had the energy and the force of will that they have, I would be one, but I don't. So I'm very humble giving advice, but also... Since I work in a big corporation, I think when I have already mentioned this, I think it makes for a very good offer when someone comes, knocks at your door and they are willing to listen to what you need. Sometimes people come and they are so sure of what they're doing that they don't stop to listen what we need. And, and I'm not saying that they should comply with what we need exclusively, but I think it's very important to have an idea on what the corporation is trying to achieve and so on, because there are many opportunities within a corporation which are not covered by the corporation itself. So I think it's very important to, to be able to listen and to really understand 
the size and the kind of opportunity that you have in front of your eyes. And then obviously pitch your offer and go along with what you're doing and so on. But also another thing also mentioned, which is very important for us, is that you need to be ready to integrate what you're doing in a bigger process. We don't... Uh, since many startups can come from the digital health uh, space, many of them, they have their own apps and solutions and so on. Uh, in the case of my corporation, we don't like white label apps. I recognize that they are up for a purpose and so on, but we prefer to integrate functionalities within, as I said before, within our own pathway. So being, if you are that kind of a startup, being already able to do that by the use of APIs or any mechanism of integration, that's very important too. Very encouraging. Hannes, uh, what's your perspective? First, I would like to really second what Hazel said. I think that's really on many things are right there. And I agree with that. I think really two things are very important for us. I think one is that value. Takeda is 240 years old and we really have that longevity. And that really, in, in one sense, that values are very key for us. And our most important value is putting the patient first. So we always ask, whenever we start project, we ask, how is this going to benefit our patients? The other part is also very important is to do your homework, to look at what are actually the products Takeda is offering. We are a science-driven company and there are areas we don't work. Often, quite frankly, we get pitches on areas that we don't work at all and we have no intentions. And pretty much every pharma company, this is obliged to disclose publicly what are the areas they are working what are the future products? And then I would also say that if you, that the, we, there's a very small number of companies actually that end up doing business with Takeda. And as a pharma company, you know, we know many, we are very accustomed with failure. It's not every drug that we start doing clinical trials will go to the market. Not every discussion we start with a startup will end up in a partnership. That's the rule of the game. But those that we really want to start working, they will really go far away. So. It's worth of trying, even if you don't get the first success, but it's really to improve and revise, keep coming back. We're always happy to have a second discussion if there's a better fit. And I think that's really key to successful innovation is to think, okay, I didn't succeed this time. How can we do it next time? And I have my personal take that I try to keep contact with the most promising companies. Even if it wasn't a fit today, we might have a product in a year or two that is a fit. So we really look for talent. That's what we're looking for. Perhaps just one last question for the both of you. We talked a lot about the mindset that either insurance companies or healthcare providers have and the pharmaceutical industry has and how the process of searching for startups has also matured in a way. And you've got different programs that are appropriate for different types of partnerships that you might be looking for. Is there any example that you could mention of a solution that you found most or just an example of something that changed the way care was delivered or the way things are done? And here uh, you don't have to talk about specific names or indications or anything, just an example that is perhaps a little bit more tangible. And Jesus, I think you already wanted to start. 
I actually mentioned two startups before. One is the Canadian startup, which is called Neurologics, by the way, and they offer us, we do have a, a functionality of them. That, this is a very good, it's a prime example, actually, because we do have their functionality integrated within our app. It's a functionality that allows to you to take a video selfie of 30 seconds, and with that video selfie, you are able to obtain your blood pressure and heart rate and, uh, and pulse, and that's very handy to monitor some of our customers and also for the general public in order to check their values and so on. So that was, I feel it was nicely integrated with a, within our process. If a customer uses the functionality and finds something which is worrisome, they can contact a doctor straight away from their, from uh, via video consultation. And also our virtual, virtual waiting rooms, uh, they do have this functionality. So prior to seeing a doctor, you can use the functionality. So when the doctor connects to the consultation, they can see the, the values uh, printed in their screen. So that's handy. And also I was mentioning our our wearable program. And, and part of what we're doing with wearables is, is via the, the uh, an agreement that we have with startups from the Netherlands. In this case, it's WeFeature, uh, it's, which is basically providing the whole technical integration with all the different clouds and so on. So, yeah, yeah. those two are very important for us. And we I like saying that we have a very good relationship going on. Hannes. Yeah, almost ending Jesus is really fantastic to hear those collaborations. So I, I mean, we have a lot of collaborations. I can share especially two. We ran a European digital health challenge, I think two years ago, and those winners are now well published and they have a really exciting project. One was actually Swiss-based deep tech startup, Idon Technologies, that is creating a hearable where you have a hearable that has an EEG and it understands your brains. It's something was a very exciting collaboration where we can think about new ways of diagnosing and monitoring what's going in your brain about your tiredness or sleep disorders. It was a great collaboration. And the other end, also the other winner of that challenge, it was a patient knows best, a UK-based patient empowering platform, how rare disease patients can manage their own health records. And it was something that we actually worked together to create in a very specific therapeutic area, a way for patients to manage their own health without innovation challenges, without us reaching out to, to the startup community. We wouldn't have these experiences. Both of them are really great successes and learned us a lot. And that I think is really the best outcome for us is not only the project and what it does, but also how we can learn from the people we worked with. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health, a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, do leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast because it really, really helps other listeners interested in digital health find the show as well. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.